Hi there, this is Watchin, and you are now listening to the I Choose the Ladder podcast, a podcast for Black women on the corporate climb. This episode is brought to you by the Climb Career Summit, which is powered by Weber Shanwick and fueled by Nike. What is the Climb? Well, I am so glad that you asked. The Climb is an interactive soft skills career summit that was created with ambitious middle career Black women in mind. The theme of the 2022 summit the Great Reshuffle, Redefining the Corporate Dream. So if you're trying to figure out what the next chapter of your career can look like, you want to be in the building. For more information on the climb, head to ictlsummit.com. Again, that's ictlsummit.com. And I look forward to seeing you. In today's episode, I'm going to spend some time talking specifically to our people managers and our uh, the demographic of our audience who whose success in their job is determined by the level of turnover in their departments, um, the surveys that come out of their um, their departments and their employees, and just the overall satisfaction and and productiveness, and productivity, not productiveness, productivity of their departments as it pertains to keeping their um, employees of color for this, uh, the purpose of this conversation, because this is the area that we focus on the most, keeping their um, black employees happy and um, and loyal to the organization. I think I've said this a time or two, but one of the reasons why we chose specifically to focus on um, a demographic to specialize in is because there are nuances um, and specific challenges depending on what demographic or what intersection um, your identity encompasses. And so becoming well-versed in the specific challenges that the members of your team may be having, right? It can be a full-time job unto itself. And I know that, you know, outside of that, people managers have the core responsibilities of their jobs that they are also being measured by. And so I want to spend a little bit of time today talking about as a people manager, what are some things that you can do to help retain the black talent that you have? And then I might broaden a little bit just to think about people of color. You know that if you listen to this podcast, I do not like that phrase. I think that it's important to be specific in your language. And so if you are talking about black employees, say black employees. If you are talking about Latinx employees, say Latinx employees. If you're talking about Asian employees, say Asian employees, as opposed to grouping everybody together. Because to me, one, if you are talking about a specific group, you should refer to them. But also you don't want people to lose their identity, right? Where they feel like they're just one in a number of people um, and that you don't actually see them and that you don't see the specific needs that they have. Um, And so for me, I think that it is important that when you are talking about your black employees, you say black employees. If you are talking about white men, you say white men. If you are talking about white women, you say white women. If you are talking about Latinx women, you say Latinx women, right? Just be very intentional and specific in your language. One of the things that we have heard ad nauseum at this point is that people are choosing to leave corporate America. Um, I was reading um, a survey by um, WTW earlier, and it said that 50% of people, a little bit more than 50, I think it was 53% of people were open to leaving their jobs, right? And that's a huge number um, considering how much people um, value stability, how much people value um, 
you know, having a paycheck, especially when things have been so uncertain for the last couple of years. And so I was shocked when I saw that number and, and I wondered why, you know, so many people were willing to leave their jobs. And then I started reading, you know, articles and blogs and a and, and bunch of studies that have come out around what specific demographics of people are looking for as it pertains to their employers, but also what they learned during COVID, right? Like the attitudes that have shifted as people start to think about the role that their jobs play in their overall lives and what they're expecting from their employers. And so I think that as you start to think through um, what you're doing to retain and develop your talent, as a leader, you have to start thinking more um, specifically about what is important to the populations that you serve, right? So, and when I say that, I mean the internal population. Um, We know that when people feel like their employers care about them as people, they're invested in them, they understand Um, what they're going through, or at least they're trying to empathize with what they're going through. Loyalty numbers go up, retention numbers go up, productivity numbers go up. And so that is something that I think that if you are not getting to know the people who work for you as people first, as opposed to people who are a means to an end, you are going to be at a high risk for losing talent. And that's like, that's table stakes, right? Like understanding that people have choice, high performing people who have, um, who have showed that they can deliver results for corporations, they could potentially be a flight risk because there are so many companies who are competing for top talent right now. We know that, you all know that, you look at your retention numbers, you look at you know the reasons why people say that they're leaving, the number of people who are leaving, right? Like you know that this is not, um, this is not anything new. But I wanna focus on um, what I found as it pertains to um, why people are leaving. So. There are different things that are going to matter to people depending on where they are in their career stage. Um, And historically, we have only focused on money. And not to say that salary is not important because it absolutely is. That is something that, you know, people want security. People want to feel like they are being compensated fairly um, compared to their peers and their, you know, their backgrounds, their education level, the requirements of their jobs, how much sacrifice it takes to do that job well. And so, yes, pay is extremely important. Um, And if you are someone who is, you know, maybe has a large pay gap between the people who work on your team, that is something to definitely consider. But that's at the beginning, right? There are other things that um, you should be thinking about when it comes to, um, when it comes to, to retention. Um, And there are things like job security, your health benefits, especially with things like COVID, like how great your health benefits are, how flexible you are um, as it pertains to how people work. I think that we have seen that productivity went up when people work from home in a lot of industries, but now some of that flexibility is being taken away and employees maybe don't understand why that is. And so making sure that if there are, if flexibility is something that is important in your industry, um, especially for, you know, demographics of people like, you know, uh, people who are primary caregivers, people who have small children, people who um, have long commutes, right? Those things factor into whether they're going to stay or not. 
um, things like co-working relationships, right? How how well do you feel like you know your co-workers? Do you have friends at work? You know, we've all talked about our work wives, our work husbands, our work besties, right? Like, do people, do certain groups of, of, of people who work for you feel more comfortable with the people that they work with than not? And if they do not, you know, what does that mean in terms of how willing they are to stick it out um, in a space where they feel like they have no friends and they have no allies and they spend more time at work than anywhere else, right? Another thing is a sense of purpose. Um, we've seen that with millennials um, and with the younger generation, like there is um, there is a strong tie to feel like they're doing work that is purpose-filled, right? That That is connected to some larger cause. And because of the environment that they've grown up in, right, that matters to them. And so as you think through the work that you have people doing, is it tied to something that is... Um, that matters or is it, is it tied to a, a bigger picture that you've managed to get buy-in from all of your employees on that that definitely matters um you want to talk, uh, talk about things like insurance benefits you know like what what um what types of benefits do you have um for the people who work for you and are they competitive and then you want to think about things like you know um pto vacations the kind of culture that you have and and what kinds of behaviors does that culture reinforce and then once you have thought about those things um career advancement for example is it a culture where people are you know in the same role for 10 years eight years six years without any advancement and what does that mean for what the needs of people are within your organization and what you have to understand is that based on people's um, ethnicity, people's um, generations, people's uh, gender, right? Those things are going to rank higher or lower on their priority list. And so if you're not talking to them about what their basic needs are or what they are looking for or what is going to keep them loyal, you're going to make assumptions about what it is that you should be providing to them, right? So what I just listed was some really important factors that people are now starting to consider and take more seriously um, when they are deciding where to give their time and their talents. And again, the priority list for those things will be different depending on the demographic that you're talking to. And so if you have not taken the time to get some a pulse check on what the people in the different groups are looking for, now is the time to do that. One of the ways that you can get some of that data is through your ERGs, right? I've said this time and time again, your ERG should be tied to a larger business objective, right? And it should not be just a social club. I say this all the time when I was in corporate, I knew the black folks who worked there. I did not need an ERG, right, to become friends with black folks. We found each other. There weren't that many of us. But this is something that like things like this, right, are things that you can use, you can leverage your ERGs for, for to get some firsthand data on what people are thinking, getting a pulse check on what actually matters, and then making informed decisions so that the, the policies and the procedures and the things that you roll out are actually aligned with the things that your employees value, right? So again, things to think about, pay and bonus, right? That is table stakes. You want job security, pay it, um, um, you want uh, retirement benefits, relationships with coworkers, career advancement, a sense of purpose, retirement benefits. Those are things that that 
at, on the surface, everybody wants, but the priority is different depending again on the ethnicity, the generation and the, the gender. And so make sure that you are doing what it is that you need to do to get accurate data so that you are making the best possible decision to retain the talent that you want to keep. Again, I know this is not simple. I know I oversimplified it in this quick episode, but I want you all to understand that this is important work that you have to take the time to get firsthand information on if you are trying to retain um, and, 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 and create environments that are inclusive of multi-generational people, multi-ethnic people. It is it is imperative that you start to get some firsthand um, data on this so that, again, as you roll out policies and, and, and best practices and programs and, and initiatives, right, that they are aligned with what your employees actually value, not just what you think they value. And you all know that I love to keep the conversation going. So please, please leave it if you have any thoughts. Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn at Watching Yanu or on Instagram at I Choose the Ladder. Slide in my DMs. Um, give me any tips that you've seen that has worked because people who listen to this podcast are all doing their best to try um, to retain the best talent possible to keep black women and understand the value that black women have in the workplace. And so slide in my DMs. I would love to hear from you. And until next time, thank you for listening.